Good morning, Colorado. Here we go. The Bell and Pollock Show on Hit and Run today. This is our legal podcast. It's part of our Denver Injury Hub, and we do it every week. We bring you a different injury subject each week. Today, we're talking about hit and run. It's part of our Legal Injury Hub podcast program. We're on different platforms. Thank you for being here, and thank you for listening. If you've ever been involved in a hit and run, it's very complicated. It seems like it should be easy, but it's not easy. Things you need to do, things you need to know. And by the way, our website, championsofthepeople.com, right? We've got nine books on our website. They're all free for you. You can download an e-copy free anytime. Just go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. Click on the book. You can download an e-copy and... If you want a hard copy of any of our books, they're free. That's right, free. All you have to do is call our law firm at 303-795-5900. That's 795-5900. And ask for a copy of our book. We'll send it to you free. You can have any or all of our books. We have nine books on injury subjects, different injury subjects. And they cover a range of injury subjects all the way from premises liability to distracted driving, to hit and run, which we're going to talk about today, and a variety of other uh, subjects. We wrote a book called Legal Game Plan. And if you've ever heard us talk about Legal Game Plan, it's a strategy. You need to have a strategy for you against the insurance company who's going to try to beat and defeat your injury claim. Simple as that. Listen, if you don't think these insurance companies don't have strategies against you, you're wrong. You need your own strategy. You need your own legal game plan, and you can get one from Bell and Pollock. If you've been injured, all you have to do is call us at 303-795-5900 or just go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. We will help you. At Bell and Pollock, we educate and advocate for you. And, you know, another thing you need to know is once you're injured, it affects the whole family. It doesn't just affect the injured victim. It affects the entire family, and we've done shows on that. We've done hour-long shows, our Champions of the People injury show that airs on different venues throughout the state of Colorado. Okay, today, hit and run. It's a special situation, not only with the police, not only with your insurance company, but with your insurance coverage. And we're going to teach you today exactly what to do. So, Brad, let's talk about a hit and run. It usually, not always, but it usually happens in the dead of night. And, uh, and, the, and they leave the scene. Our book, by the way, is called Cowards of the Street Hit and Run because they are cowards, absolute cowards. They maim people, kill people, small children, adults, and then they leave. So, so what's some important things to do, Brad, right away? You're in a hit and run. It's very confusing. You're emotional. It's all happening too fast, and we need to know the basic rules. Well, the first thing to do is really a thing not to do, and that's do not go chasing them. Don't try and run them down, find them, get a hold of them or anything else. Maybe some witnesses might do that. Uh, You need to take care of whatever injuries have occurred. Uh, You need to take care of the damages to your car. Uh, Don't don't. don't go after the the fleeing driver thinking that you're leaving uh, that you're going to catch him you're leaving the scene of the accident is what you're doing uh, stop your vehicle if it's already stopped because they ran into you and you're and you can't operate your vehicle or if you're hurt stop the vehicle somebody else is hurt within your car or if a pedestrian got hurt um, and, or if you're a pedestrian or you, somebody else got hurt you want to just get yourself in a position where you can call the police and you, you can report the crash 
That's the important part to begin with. Do you want to take as much information and try to remember as much as you can about the vehicle that hits you? Absolutely. If you can get any identifying markers, get them. If there are any witnesses around, get that information. But before that, Gary, what we want to talk about for a hit and run is the way to protect against it, and that's making sure you have insurance that's going to cover against it. Exactly right. You have to have the right insurance because think about it, folks. Come on. You're you're involved in a hit and run or a loved one's involved in a hit and run, and the responsible at-fault driver is gone. Goodbye. And so that's usually where you make the claim, right, Brad? You usually make it against the outfall party. We do that on, on crashes uh, all the time in this law firm. And so you, you make a claim against the insurance company of the outfall party, but when there's no outfall party around and you don't know who they are, then you have to make a claim against your own insurance company. Let's, let's take everybody through that. Yeah, you're still, you're still identifying an at-fault party. The problem is you can't find the at-fault party. You don't know how to hold them responsible. You can't get a hold of them. You don't know where they went or what they're doing. This can, this can happen in a number of different ways. You can have your car parked on the side of the road and go into a shop or go somewhere, and somebody can go around the corner and smash into your car and take off. You've got a hit and run at that point. Now, can it get worse? Yeah, you can be traveling down the highway, have somebody hit you or, or, or smash into you on, a, on, on the side of your car, put you into another lane or, or force you off the road. Now you're hurt. This can be a pedestrian who's walking along the road and all of a sudden gets hurt because the car runs into him. Can your insurance coverage, can the insurance coverage for the pedestrian cover the hit and run? Well, yeah. Absolutely. It's going to step in. It's going to take care of it. So you can have a hit and run in a number of different ways and in a number of different circumstances. So the first thing you want to do is you want to make sure you have insurance that's going to help you. Uh, The coverage you want to get is comprehensive coverage insurance for your car. That's going to cover your car. Uh, it's, It's going to surprise you because you may not have certain what we call uninsured or underinsured motorist coverage for your car but you still may have coverage if somebody is a hit-and-run person that, is ran in, that ran into your car. Next step up, let's say it's caused injuries. Let's say you got somebody who's been injured from the, from the crash. Well, hopefully there's been somebody who's, who's helped you with regard to your recovery or with regard to getting the, the ambulance out there, with regard to getting you out of your car. Uh, hopefully somebody's helped you get, you know, maybe get the license plate number or at least the make and model of, and color of the car that hits you. Sometimes you're going to have to look at your policy. Sometimes you're going to be able to recover even if the person was a non-contact hit and run. And Gary, we can explain that in a little bit. Right. But the bottom line is, is when we're talking about getting yourself protected on a hit and run, the first thing you want to do is get yourself a police report get this thing reported, and get your insurance company reported so they can start the investigation. Exactly. So let's go back to what you just said. For property damage, normally you make a property damage claim against the outfall party's insurance company. But if they're not around, you can't do that. So Brad just told you and taught you to get your own comprehensive collision insurance on your own car insurance policy. That's number one. Number two, what did he just say? If you're injured... Where are you going to go? There's no at-fault party insurance company. What are you going to do? This becomes a monumental question in a lot of families. Because as you're going to listen to this podcast today, we're going to talk to you about medical bills. Who pays them? We're going to talk to you about your injuries. We're going to talk to you about economic losses, lost wages. Who pays for those in a hit and run? We're going to teach you. And at the end of this podcast today, 
we're going to call you to action to call your insurance company and take some affirmative action to save and protect your family and yourself. But as Brad was just saying, your insurance, your own car insurance is going to apply. But Brad, let's go back to the scene of the accident. Since your own car insurance is going to apply, one of our myths, I mean, we wrote a book on the myths of injury claims, do not fall into the trap of this myth. Do not assume, do not assume that just because you have insurance on your car and just because it's your car insurance and just because you've been with insurance company XYZ for 25 years or six years and you've paid your premium, do not assume they're not going to fight you on your injury claim or your property damage claim. I know that's astounding to most of you, but that's why you need a legal game plan. That's the subject of another show, but you must have a legal game plan. We wrote a book on it. We trademark protected the concept. You can find it on our website, championsofthepeople.com. Back to the scene. Brad, the insurance company, once you make the claim on a hit and run, is basically going to say to you, okay, prove it. Prove, prove you're in a hit and run. You say you're in a hit and run, prove it. And if you didn't call the police, you're hurting yourself legally. Yeah, it becomes very difficult. The The first thing you've got to remember is a, uh, they're going to say prove it. Um, and, of course, the insurance company is trying not to pay you as, and, and pay you as little money as possible. Uh, that's their job. Uh, I know I, in one minute in this show I'm advocating getting insurance, and then I'm telling you they're going to try not to pay you. But that's right. That's how they work. They try not to pay you. And they, pay you, they want to pay you as little as possible. So that's number one. Uh, number two, if they can avoid responsibility for the entire crash, they're going to do that. Uh, so you want to make sure you understand where you have coverage. And your coverage for your car can be under the comprehensive policy. It can be under the underinsured or uninsured motorist property coverage. But your coverage for your bodily injury is not there if you waive your uninsured, underinsured motorist coverage. So you need to keep that coverage. I can't tell you how important what Brad just said is do not waive, do n- never waive, never waive your UM uninsured motorist or UIM underinsured motorist coverage. And, but, but Brad, that's why you get paid for all your categories of damages. Right. And, and, and let's, let's just make sense of it. We, years ago, it's, when I sound years ago, I don't mean centuries ago, but years ago, everybody went through this fight as far as what had to be basic coverage that was offered to you and actually was even automatic. And you had to reject in writing to, to not have it on your insurance. One of those was uninsured and underinsured motorist coverage. It's there. You've got it. If you didn't waive it or reject it, do not waive or reject it because on a hit and run, that's where you're going to have your coverage. Now, yes, you have collision coverage that might cover your vehicle, but as far as your bodily injury, you're going to have two places you're going to look for bodily injury coverage. You're going to look for it on a hit and run. You're going to look for it under med pay, and you're going to look for it under the uninsured motorist coverage for bodily injury. Those are the two areas you need to be able to make sure you have coverage. Now, just because you have coverage doesn't mean you get it unless you properly process your claim. And it's not like it's a, 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 a 
special pattern or way to process the claim. It's making sure you do the right things as the circumstances dictate. What are the circumstances going to dictate? Well, if somebody is a phantom driver and forced you off the road and you turned your car or rolled your car and you're hurt because of a phantom driver, that may be much more difficult to prove than if somebody smashed into the side of you and forced you off the road. It's going to be more difficult to prove if you wait a day or two or three to make your claim. You want to call the police. You want to go make a police report. You want to get on the computer and do a police report. You want to call your insurance company and make your claim as soon as possible. I guarantee you, when you make the claim with your insurance company, the first question they're going to ask you is, where's the police report? And you do not want to say, well, I thought it was a hit and run. I thought you'd protect me. I thought this. I thought that. I assume this. I assume that. And I didn't call the police because you're headed down a road of having your, your hit and run claim denied. Now, if you ever sat in the law firm of Bell and Pollock and we talk to a client and we can't tell you what our, actually clients, our actual clients say, but we can give you a hypothetical. They come in and they say, I was in a, involved in a hit and run. And we, what's our first question? Our first question, Brad, is, do you have any UM coverage? And they say, no, I waived it. Then there's nothing we can do to help you, basically, except through a small amount on med pay. So this rule, you must report it to the police. But on your insurance coverage, you must buy the highest, the highest UM and UIM coverage you can afford. Do not scale back on UM, meaning uninsured motorist. That's a hit and run uninsured motorist. There's no motorist over there with insurance. Do not scale back. Do not reduce it by the maximum amount that you can afford. And I, and I can tell you, I, I've said it on the radio before. I've said it in our podcast before. Uh, when I called my insurance company, I said, what's the highest UM, uninsured motorist coverage you sell? They said a million dollars. I said, I'll take it. And it wasn't that expensive. So, when you're, when you're in Bell and Pollock and you're in our office and you're saying I was hit by hit and run driver and we say, where's your UM policy? You're going to proudly give us your deck sheet and you're going to proudly say, I followed what you guys said and here's my, here's my uninsured motorist coverage. So, Brad, let's talk about you reported to the police. Uh, let's talk about the damages, injuries, and losses because let's, people want to know. Yeah, you got medical bills and let, let's set aside med pay for a second. We'll cover med pay in a separate podcast, but you got medical bills. Can you recover medical bills? And there's other categories of damages as well. Can you recover medical bills from your own UM uninsured motorist coverage on your own car insurance policy? Yes, you can. Uh, you're going to have to meet certain qualifications. And basically in this situation, one of the first qualifications you've already met, and that's that the person who hits you or caused you to be injured doesn't have coverage. Now, maybe they have coverage somewhere out there, but they're somewhere out there too. So everything's somewhere out there. And when it's somewhere out there, that's when you get coverage and you can get paid for the UM or UIM uninsured. In this case, it's not underinsured. It's uninsured motorist coverage. If you have it on your policy, once again, if you didn't waive it. And if, you, and, and if you're asking yourself right now, do I have it? Ask yourself, did I sign something where I voluntarily waived the coverage? If you didn't voluntarily waive the coverage, if you didn't sign something, you've got it. How much do you have? Well, if you have a 2550 policy, 25 per per person, 50 per accident, if that's the coverage you have right there, then you have $25,000 of med pay. I'm sorry, of of uninsured motorist pay. You don't have 25 of med pay. No. You only have five. You have $25,000 of uninsured motorist coverage. 
If you have a, a 5,100, then you have 50,000. That goes all the way up to $100,000. If you start getting above that, then you're going to have to ask for the extra coverage. But so, so, yes, you have coverage. You have the ability to go get yourself taken care of. You can walk into the hospital. You can say, here's my insurance. I would normally advise against that, and I'd give them the health insurance first. But you have the ability to walk in. If you don't have health insurance and all you have is a car insurance, you have the ability to walk in and get yourself covered. But if you have medical bills, if you're treating from your injuries from a crash, you can recover from your own UM uninsured motorist coverage insurance coverage. That's, that's our biggest point. Get the highest limits you can. All right, Bradley, let's take the next category of damages. Because in essence, you're making an injury claim against your own insurance com- coverage and your own insurance company because there is no other person. There is no outfall party to be found. So that's where you're making the claim. So, Brad, let's talk about physical injuries. They come in and say, well, you, you know, I, I, I had a rotator cuff tear. I got hit by a hit and run. I was a pedestrian. I was in the crosswalk. They hit me. They took off. Now I'm, I'm going to have to have back surgery. Uh, now I might have to have injections in my back. I might have to have transraminal epidural steroid injections. Who's going to pay for this, Mr. Pollock? Well, your insurance company stands in the shoes of the injured person, except for they are not responsible for anything in excess of their coverage. The injured, the person who caused the injury, they would normally, the, the phantom driver would normally be responsible for the excess. But in this situation, your insurance company is going to cover the amount of coverage you've got up to the dollar amount of coverage you've got. So if you need some kind of injection, if you need some kind of surgery, if you have enough coverage under your policy, your insurance company is going to cover it. They are in the shoes of the person who caused the injury. So they, they in essence, become your enemy. They, in essence, they, they, become they the become person your adversary. The problem. Yeah, they're your adversary. Let's use an example, Brad. Let's say you bought $100,000 of UM coverage, uninsured motorist coverage. You're hit, hit and run, okay? That's got to go to pay your medical bills. But you're going to say, well, who's going to pay me for my injuries? Who's going to pay me for my bad back the rest of my life? Who's going to pay for that? Well, your insurance company is, your own car insurance company is, but the limit that you bought, you only bought $100,000 of coverage. The surgery is going to cost $200,000 to have the back surgery or $150,000. That's more than the coverage you bought. How do you solve that problem? Well, you're, you're, you're basically not going to solve it a whole lot. If, you, if it's more than the coverage you've got, you're going to have to come in with health insurance. You can also use your med pay if you've got med pay. So if you've got $100,000 of uninsured motorist coverage, if you've got another $25,000 of med pay, you're going to be able to take that $125,000 and apply it towards the bill on your bad back and the surgery you just had on your back. After that, you're looking at a situation where you got to find the person who caused it or you're going to have to go to your health insurance and your health insurance is going to have to pick up on it. How many people have come in our office and we say that to them, how much uninsured motorist coverage you have? They say $50,000 and they say my medical bills on my surgery is going to be $125,000 and we say there's no, co- we say there's no coverage and they say you've got to be kidding me. You have well, to be kidding me. Well, let's, let's back up. Most of the time when they come in they ask that question and we ask them that question, they say, what is that? Because the bottom line is, is we have insurance agents and insurance people who aren't explaining it well enough to let them know what exactly it is they're buying. Uh, then they, once you explain it to them and they start going, oh, yeah, I heard about that. Then they say, well, I don't know if I've got it or not. Because once again, they got insurance agents who haven't given them that information. And then what we look and we say, I'm sorry, you don't have enough coverage. 
uh, it's important that if you do have some of that coverage, you don't just start paying it out for every bill that comes in because a lot of times we're going to want to enlist your health insurance to pay a lot of that and withhold the med pay and the uninsured coverage to help pay co-pays and your deductibles rather than having it pay insur- or for bills that your medical insurance company would normally pay. Okay, well, let's boil it down for everybody. So your, your UM coverage is going to pay for your medical bills. Well, wait a minute. What about my injuries? Your UM coverage is going to pay for your injuries, your back injury, your neck injury, your shoulder injury. What about my pain and suffering? Your UM coverage is going to pay for your pain and suffering. What about my lost wages? Your UM, uninsured motors coverage, is going to pay for your lost wages. What about my quality of life? It's going to pay for that. So do you have enough UM insurance? Probably not on a severe accident. You know, that's when you're going to want to start enlisting outside insurance. That's why a lot of times you want to hold that UM money away from the coverage for your medical damages and use your, your medical insurance to pay for the medical damages and have the UM money step in and pay for those other category damages. So it's, it sounds complicated, but basically the first thing we're telling you is if you're involved in a hit and run, don't go after the person. Try to get all identifying markers down as far as driver's license or I'm not driver's license. You're going to have that as far as the, the license on plate, the car, the yeah. license plate. Uh, try and get identification of uh, the make and model of the car. If you saw the person in there, you may you may at some time be able to pick them out in a lineup if the, if the police get to it. Uh, if somebody else is helping you, get the information from them as far as what they saw and what they can verify. Because a lot of times the insurance company is going to say, well, you tell me this is what happened, but we're not so certain that's how it happened. And if you have witnesses, get the information from your witnesses, get a police report filed, get an insurance report filed, and then get down the road to start with taking advantage of the different coverages that are there for you. Med pay collision coverage should be available and, and a lot of times will pay for your car and then um coverage to the extent you have uninsured motors coverage so brad just gave you the key takeaways all right call the police make a police report buy the highest um coverage you can get buy a comprehensive collision insurance coverage on your car and you're going to be headed in the right direction to protect you and your family from one of these cowards of the street in a hit and run you can get our free book on our website, championsofthepeople.com, called Cowards of the Street Hit and Run. And you can get any of our books for free as well. Give us a call at 303-795-5900, championsofthepeople.com, for a reason. We champion your case, your cause, your claim. See you next week. <laughs>